everybody. This is Heidi St. John. I'm glad that you've joined me here today at the podcast. Today is Friday. It is my favorite day of the week because I'm not homeschooling. That's right. You heard me. I only homeschool four days a week. We homeschooled our fam- and our family and have for, oh my goodness, 20 some odd years, uh, about four days a week. Well, except with the high schoolers. And so today's sort of my day to catch up and it's my day to podcast and sort of have fun with you. It's been a busy week, a busy news week. A busy, uh, a busy week. Certainly in the country, we're seeing incredible things happening uh, socially around the country right now, and we continue to bring them before the Lord in prayer. Um, I've been reminded over and over. I've been reading actually the story of Joseph uh, the last several days in my Bible reading and going through the book of Second Timothy as I'm writing. I'm sort of ahead of you guys as I'm writing out the scripture writing because I I go ahead of of you and I you know sort of chart a course that way. And I've been reading about way, you know, the way that God wants us to um, shine our light before men, so that when they look at us, they see something different. And I don't know. Sometimes I feel like that maybe is being drowned out a little bit in the culture. It's certainly being drowned out in our marriages, and that's the topic of today's uh, podcast. And uh, we're going to try to encourage you today, just with some some things that we have found to be helpful over, you know, twenty eight years of of. Wedded bliss. <laughs> uh, but really want to just encourage you mostly toward um, following God, because that's where the answers are. And everybody's marriage looks a little bit different, but there there are um, key principles in the Bible um, that we want to follow as, uh, as men and women who love Jesus. I want to just take a couple of minutes and uh, let everybody know if you haven't already figured this out. Jay and I, and Jay's on the podcast. Hey, baby. Hey, hey. Uh, Jay and I have written a Bible study for families called Firmly Planted Family. There are four volumes right now available, and we are slowly, ever so slowly, (laughs) uh, working our way towards volumes uh, five and six, as well as uh, the Busy Mom Planner, which we've had kind of in the works for a while, and we're getting pretty darn close to the end of that project right now. But we hope that you'll check those out. Um, All the books that I have written to date are available at my website. I'll link back to them today. I really want you to take a look at the Bible study, because we really have a heart to see moms and dads engaging with their children in the study of the Word of God, because what we're noticing is we're we're living in a biblically literate generation of, of parents. Uh, moms and dads who a lot of times have been raised in church and absolutely have no idea what God says. And so um, one of the more interesting discussions that we've had lately, and this is a whole other podcast, is um, how you can be pro-choice and still be a Christian. That That's a tough one. You know, uh, we have some friends who claim to be believers and are pro-choice. And I think a lot of this comes from just not knowing what the Word says. In Jeremiah, um, the Bible says that God has plans for us. The, the psalmist tells us that God knew us before we, before anybody knew us, before uh, your, even your parent, before your mother knew that she was pregnant. The Bible says that God knew you. He, he called you by name. He numbered the hairs on your head. He has a plan for your life, and that life is precious and sacred to God because every life is a soul, and the soul is eternal. And so we want to just point you back to Jesus in everything that we do. We're going to be, uh, so check that out. I'll link back to all the books that I have written and the Bible study that we have written called Firmly Planted Family. We also run a nonprofit organization, firmlyplantedfamily.org, and you can find out ways that you can support this ministry. Right now, the podcast is support-driven, 100% support-driven. And so if you like what you are hearing, if it's encouraging to you, and we have, we're coming up on 30,000 
listener. So uh, if if you're encouraged by what you're hearing, we would be encouraged uh, if you would support the ministry financially, as that is uh, how this podcast really is um, brought to you. So we want we kind of pick up where we left off uh, on Wednesday on the 25th and sort of just talk about some of um, the things that you and I have learned over all these years of marriage are our, our top, I guess our top three. But one of the questions that we got from a reader, which I know you're going to love this baby, um, was asking, you know, and I get this almost every time I talk about marriage, because I always like to take questions and answers and women will come up to me and we'll stand and, you know, we there are lines that will go on for an hour and we'll talk about what's going on in our life and what's going on in our marriages. And women almost always say, what is normal? What is normal? I hate that question. What is normal? So like how many times a week are you supposed to have sex? And women will say, my husband will have sex seven nights a week. And I was like, wow, that just, I don't know if I could, I don't know if I could keep up that pace. <laughs> but I do think there's something to be said for um, maintaining some sort of rhythm in your relationship and rhythm in your sex life. And I was reading uh, on a website, and I'll link back to it today, uh, in Seven uh, Keys to Great Sex in Marriage, the author of this article said twice a week, and the, I'm, I'm going to want to know what you think about this, Jay. Um, he said, practice makes perfect. I know you agree with that. Uh, sure, sex is a great chance to have an orgasm, but more than that, sex connects you and brings you closer, which is what you were saying on Wednesday uh, about how you feel about sex. You won't have great sex the first time, and you probably won't have great sex for the first year of marriage. Amen to that. Uh, but the author of this says he's been married for 16 years now, can honestly say it gets better and better. I, that is absolutely true. Um, he says he recommends twice a week at a minimum, the more the merrier, which I'm sure Jay would agree with. But one way to have great sex in marriage is to have sex often. If this is not a priority in your marriage, make it one. So what, do you, what are your thoughts on that? Well, I think, like I said, the last podcast, I mean, I, I really view sex as a way that um, you kind of connect and uh, re- relate as a couple to be um, intimate in every way that you can. Mm-hmm. So if... So I really think that whatever that frequency is needs to be worked on between you. And if you are communicating, like, you know, you've expressed, you know, you're not feeling very often in the mood and I have Mm -hmm. to work to woo you and make those things happen. Mm -hmm. I think the same thing goes for your frequency. What is that between you? Mm -hmm. Because, I mean, I just know how I feel. I don't know how other guys are. And I've heard that other guys are, you know, I want it every day and Mm -hmm. others that can do or just once a month or whatever. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't know. I, Mm -hmm. I just... I really think to say an amount it seems dangerous to me because I think it needs to be whatever you, I, I mean, because it, it seems dangerous because then you might feel like a failure because you don't meet it or you feel like a freak because you, you exceed it. Yeah. 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 So I just, I really believe like most everything in your life to find balance, you need to know, you need to pray about it and ask God what he would want you to have in your personal life and then your marriage. And I mean, it's not a very, you know, most people want to give me a checklist answer, but I don't think there is one. I'm a huge fan of checklists. I know you are. But (laughs) I think that that's where it needs to be. And I think if you're working at communicating and working at how you, you know, should be together. then That that brings us to one of our top three, which is um, communicate. Yes. You you got to lay out your expectations. There have been so many times, I think you and I went through the whole like, you know, initiator thing. And I think it bummed you out for a while that I wasn't this huge initiator of sex until one day it was like, ding, ding, ding. You can be the initiator. And if I'm responding, it's a win. 
right? And so my prayer to the Lord has always been, please help me respond to my husband's loving initiation for sex and help me to be the initiator, you know, from time to time as well. But I think that the main thing is communicating your expectations. So that I learn to read your cues and you learn to read mine. And that takes some sometimes some just brutal conversation, you know, some really honest, raw conversation. And I think, you know, everybody's raised a little bit differently. We all have sort of different, you know, I don't know, um, comfort levels for talking about this. But if you're going to be married, you, you stinking better start talking. That's right. And just learning you know, how do you, how can you communicate your needs? And I've, I've said this to my husband many times. I've just said, will you please just tell me? I'd rather, rather actually, you're just straight up say, can we have sex tonight? <laughs> you know, <laughs> in the morning so that I have the day to think, all right, don't, don't wear yourself out chasing the kids around the house or take on extra projects today because I want to have some energy left at the end of the day for my husband. I think, you know, for us, you know, our love languages are, very different. Yes, and so indeed. I think, you know, I've always felt like I've initiated because I would do the things that I would want. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, I tell you, I love you, touch you, hug you, you know, I'm yeah. that kind of, that's more how I am. Yeah. And you're more of an act of service. So I have had to learn how to do, I mean, I still say, I love you, still touch you mm-hmm. and hug you, but um, I also have to work hard at taking care of things that need to be taken care of, showing you that I care about you and the ways that you respond to. And then the other thing is being direct with you. You just mentioned that a few minutes mm-hmm. ago and just telling you what it is. And that's where I think, you know, I think a lot of couples. balance. Yeah, it is. And that's going back to what I was saying earlier about just communication, praying and trying to find balance for what works for you. And that it can be hard because, you know, like I said, for me, this is my point to bring this up is that for me, my, you know, I just, my love language feels like that's how you would feel too. And right. so it's hard for me to identify, understand how you would see it differently. Yeah. And so, yeah, like I mentioned last podcast, it's embarrassing how long it's taken me to figure that out. <laughs> I think it takes everybody a long time. I mean, I think, you know, we're, we're, people are lying if they say, oh yeah, you know, we started having great sex on our honeymoon. We've had better sex ever since then. That is a bunch of, that is not even true. Not even going to say what I actually think it is. <laughs> not true. Because it takes time to get to know somebody and to kind of understand sort of their their body language and their cues. And, you know, like I know for me, it's taken me a long time to figure out, oh, man, I actually need to take a break. I need to like take a shower, hit the reset button, listen to some music, have a glass of wine, whatever it is to sort of unwind from the day. And every year I feel like I learn something a little bit new. I, I learned something about you and learned something about me, which is part of the fun of marriage. It's It's part of... But it's ultimately, and this is, um, I guess, the next thing on our list is that you know you're believing, and the best about the other person. Like, so my heart toward you, if you want to have great sex, your women, your heart toward your husband needs to be for him. You need to be having that other person's best interest at heart. It's amazing what happens when I believe with all my heart that, I, and I can tell by Jay's actions and by his words that he really does have my best interest at heart. And he really does. We got in a big old fight last week over, you know, you love to build things and you tend to leave messes in the house. And I was like, right. (laughs) And I was like, could you clean up your mess in the house? And it turned into this, you know, ridiculous, like sort of back and our kids were like, what, you know, kind of watching this kind of going, but this back and forth, because we don't fight very often. We don't have like, we certainly don't have like ever have really throw down, knock down, drag out. But we were, you know, 
it was an intense conversation that we were having. And I think what it came down to at the end of the day was we had to work it out. We had to sit there and work it out. I needed to hear you what you thought about it and you needed to hear what I thought about it. And we had to come to, wait for it, compromise. That's kind of marriage. It's kind of your sex life too. Yeah, it really is. Yeah. It takes a lot of work. Wah, I, wah. I, I don't know. I, you know, if I have to work at something, I'd rather work at figuring you out than <laughs> something else, I guess. I love that about you. Well, <laughs> that's sort of the, 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 I love that you said that because that's sort of the point that we're trying to make. You want to be a student of your spouse. And speaking of really good things for couples, babe, I'm looking at you. Always looking for good things for couples. <laughs> we actually have a sponsor for this series of podcasts from my friend Dennis and his wife over at Melt. And a couple love of Melt. we love Melt because a couple of years ago I heard from Dennis for the very first time. He was like, listen, I want to introduce you to my couple's massage course. And I was like, right. You said, yeah. And I was like, that's kinky. I don't want to do that. Like it just seemed, I don't know. problem with that? Yeah. Like a little on the gross side. I don't know to me. I guess it has the possibility, but it's not at all. Yeah. And, but he was like, no, I promise you, this will not be weird. You could watch it in front of your kids and it will make you feel weird, which when are we never surrounded by our kids, babe? Uh, pretty much uh, never. never. <laughs> and so I thought, well, let's let's you know, let's give it a try. And so I said, you know, what? I'll I'll look at it because I don't usually talk about products on the podcast and not, or actually or even on the blog. And he sent me a link to the couples massage courses. So if you guys are interested, check it out: couplesmassagecourses.com. And I subscribe to the massage video series from Melt. So it's Melt, which is Massage for Couples. It's Dennis and his wife, Emma, who actually I got to meet in uh, California a couple of years ago, which is really fun because they're from Australia. But I love their heart for couples. And basically, they're talking about touch and how important just touch is and how often have, you know, we- Yeah, baby. <laughs> How often have we gotten into bed and I I actually think for you and I it's sort of different. I think everybody's different. But for me, it takes me like a, at least a good 30 minutes of just realizing, oh, winding he loves down. Yeah, it's winding, winding down. down. It totally is like he loves me. You know, we're we're friends. We're not like, you know, partners in crime and one has one agenda and one has the other agenda. Even though we might. Even though we might. But that's not the point. You, it, the idea is that there's there's touch is really important. Absolutely. Yeah, and really Melt does a really, really good job of that. So I want you guys to check this out. Go to couplesmassagecourses.com and you can see the videos. And I'm telling you what, Jay and I have actually tried them and they're awesome. So check it out, couplesmassagecourses with an S.com and then email me podcast at thebusymom.com. And I would love to hear what you guys think because we have loved for two years now, right, babe? Oh yeah, it's been great. We love it. And it's just, I mean, even with your kids are there, you can learn to do a foot massage, a head massage, a back massage. And like Jay's always saying, actually, maybe I said this, I think massage is a gateway drug. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I just thought, you know, a massage, massage. I mean, you just massage and that's all there is to it. But actually it's there's it's a gateway to, drug. Well, yeah, there's that too. But there's <laughs> te- techniques to it that really make it 
much more effective and, and work Dennis well. And Dennis does a great job yeah, of it's teaching just, it. It's very clear. It's easy to follow. Um, there's, you know, tips and things he uh, offers for different situations. And yeah, it's just really well done. It's kind of, it's a fun thing to do together, obviously. Yeah. And yeah. And you know. honestly, if you guys are sitting here and you're thinking, you know, this, this would be good, but we're surrounded by kids all the time. Listen, a head massage, a foot massage, a shoulder massage. It's a good thing. It's That's a right. good, good thing. It can't hurt. Check it out. Couples massage courses dot com. Check it out. We're going to actually be talking about this in a, a podcast coming up. Jay and I have been working on this for a while. So fasten your seatbelts called hot monogamy. <laughs> so we're going to be talking about hot monogamy. We've been married coming on 28 years now and we're thinking monogamy is good. It's good. It's good. And we want you guys to think it's good. And we're coming up on Valentine's Day. So in the interest of all of y'all who are listening to this and you're like, Valentine's Day, what should I do? Forget the chocolate. That's right. Check this out. Do something that's real fun. No joke. Check this out. Couplesmassagecourses.com. And my friend Dennis and his wife, Emma, have an awesome thing for you. And I think you will love it. Let me know what you think. Podcast at thebusymom.com. The point that we're trying to make, you want to be a student of your spouse. So you want to be a student. You want to be, I want to be learning always. You know, how can I, how can I be an encouragement to you? How can I not meet your needs just sexually. And I think that's sort of, for me, the icing on the cake. And you might say it is the cake. <laughs> However we look at it, <laughs> um, we all, we both know, we both agree that it's part of the cake. <laughs> and you can't serve the cake Can without the icing cake? and the cake, right? <laughs> Can I have some more cake? But Let I think- Let them eat cake. <laughs> but just to become a student of each other and to know that you have the other person at heart. And then the, the the last thing that you and I had said, and I think this is really good for listeners is you got to be more than lovers. Mm-hmm. You know, you got to be, you got to be friends. You know, I, I've met so many married couples over the years that they got married and had this, a lot of them had sex before they were married, which if you're Christians and you're listening to this, there's a whole big fat reason why God says, don't do that. And a lot of, uh, you know, it was sort of the scandalous, you know, this, this, thing that you did that was sort of off limits and they got married and real life set in. And then the, the, the fantasy part of it, the dangerous part was gone and they didn't have much left. And that spark was gone. Well, I think conversely, I think oftentimes happens where you got to really work at at putting that spark in there, but you got to, in order to do that, you got to be more than lovers. You got to be friends and you've done a really good job. Well, of being you. my friend. Like I said, I've got great things to work with. <laughs> <laughs> and, I, and honestly, I mean, well, I think for you and I to have come from such different backgrounds, I mean, truly different. The St. John's are more quiet and more reserved. And my family was more like, gajoing, 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 you know, running out, taking the dog out in their underwear. And I think bringing those two things together, those two backgrounds together, you know, you had a very steady upbringing and my upbringing was very sort of all over the map because of because of what was going on in my home and so you take those you bring those two things together and you got to work at it because i i respond differently than you do to things i respond differently to stress you know i respond differently to being hungry (laughs) (laughs) wouldn't you agree yeah yeah you get uh angry angry (laughs) (laughs) it's true but I think just learning to be 
more than lovers and really coming alongside and knowing that, you know, show, women, show your husband that you love him, that you have his best interests at heart, that you think he's hot, that you love his muscles. You know, one of the things I loved about Jay, I Instagrammed it a couple of weeks ago, several weeks ago now, when you're uh, fixing the rear differential on the Suburban and it starts to snow, <laughs> you know, and I was like, that is my guy, you know, and I, I wanted to know, I appreciated it. Not only did it save us money, but he's really hot working on the car. <laughs> so I like that. I was really cold too. <laughs> I don't mind telling you. I don't mind telling you. So the bottom line is uh, love, 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 love your spouse. And a good sex life, I think, is a product of a good relationship between a husband and wife, that you have open communication, that you are more than lovers, that you prefer the other person, and that you communicate that on a regular basis. It's really, It's a really big deal. So thanks, babe, for joining me. Yeah, well, thanks for having me on here. It's fun to... It wasn't quite as painful as I thought it might be. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm glad that you were here. And um, if you guys have questions, um, if there's something that we didn't address that you would like us to address within reason, <laughs> uh, email us at podcast at thebusymom.com. And we really do literally read every single one of those that come in. So that's the best way to reach me is to uh, email. If you're interested in hosting my women's conference, um, email uh, Dorinda, D-U-R-E-N-D-A at thebusymom.com. Next week, I'm actually gonna come back and we're gonna talk about something really interesting. I've been reading your emails and we're gonna talk about, or I am, along with some victim, <laughs> talk about spanking. Won't that be fun? So I'm gonna talk about what the, first of all, what the Bible says about it and then sort of my experience growing up and what I've learned over all these years of parenting and walking with the Lord. And then I'm going to let you pray on that and chew on it and see what God's saying to you. See, I thought that was part part four of the, let's talk about sex. <laughs> I'm He's sorry. reading ahead in the schedule. And he's like, you're really going to talk about that? That just seems maybe not appropriate. <laughs> Do you see why I love him, you guys? Really, we have a good time. That should be number four. Have fun. Have fun. That's right. You're fun. Thank you. You're I'm welcome. So, yeah. Hey, everybody. Thanks for listening today at the podcast. And uh, we are just, we're praying for you and really look forward to reading your reviews. And I'll see you back here next Monday. For more encouragement, visit me online at thebusymom.com.